0: Welcome to the Fittest Podcast in Oakland, where your favorite coaches talk everything to help make you a better person inside and outside of the gym. Welcome back to the Fist Podcast in Oakland. In today's episode, Robin and Ben discuss whether you should go for more load or more range of motion, and how either option or both options can help you reach your goals. So sit back, listen up, as we go for more. Welcome back to the Fittest Podcast in Oakland, where we're going to try to not go for four hours today.
1: That's the name of the podcast. That's
0: the name of the podcast.
1: Not four hours. <laughs> Under four hours.
0: <laughs> but it does correlate to the actual name of the podcast, which is going to be range versus load. Got it. Range versus load. And now everybody's head is spinning. How does that correlate to four hours? Yeah. Because four hours is a long range, so you probably couldn't move very much load for that amount of time.
1: Wow, it's also four hours
0: is a load of time. (laughs) There you go. See, (laughs) bum bum. We are on a roll today already, gang. (laughs) On fire. All right. So, Robin, what do we think of when we think of range in the gym? So we're talking about movement
1: uh, here because that's what we talk about in general. So think range of motion. We talk about that all the time and then load and load. We will sort of define, I guess we'll define it right now. So, uh, range is the distance you're moving. Like for instance, how deep is your squat? Isn't that a song? How deep is your squat? Okay. (laughs) You can tell Robin
0: hasn't coached a single class today because she's singing. So. How
1: deep is your squat is arranged. It's
0: how deep is your love.
1: How deep is your love. (laughs) And um, load would be how much weight are you holding? But it could also be loading one leg versus two legs. You know, that kind of load as Mm -hmm. well. Your yeah. load could be your body weight. Exactly. You know? Are you using a band in your pull-up? You're decreasing the load. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So um, so it's a wide definition. We don't need to get too much into it. But we're talking about, I think we're talking about should you increase your load or when should you increase increase your load? When should you prioritize load over range and range over load? Is that kind of what we're yeah.
0: talking about? Okay. Yeah. And, and all of the things that go into that. Make good choices. Exactly. We're trying to help you make better choices on how you work out. Yeah. So that's why there is no answer to this one. It's the, It depends. It's the, it depends. Um, because both are beneficial. And we'll go through kind of different categories of benefit. And then we'll go through some examples of how you could load something or how you could increase the range of motion of something for your benefit.
1: Okay. So
0: we'll go from ambiguous down
1: to specifics. Exactly. (laughs) So what's the goal? Did you already say that?
0: No. So the goal is to help you towards your goal, of course. Um, And so this is where different goals matter. So the first goal I think of when I think of range versus load is restoring joint function, AKA, can I use the shoulder in my The way that I want to, or as Robin told me very eloquently, can I pound on my knees (laughs) with, with all the Murph squats, you know, or, or can I pound on my knees when I go want to go run the bases around giant stadium, you know, like those types of things. Like, can I pound on my knees when I want to go play pickleball, um, and have that capacity and capability and, and that could be anything like, can I pound on my shoulders so I can sit at my desk and not be in pain for (laughs) hours at a time? That's important to some of us. Can I pound on my hips so that when I have to pick up my toddler off the floor because they're throwing a temper tantrum, I can do that without hurting. Those are all things. So um, let's talk some examples of how we restore the joint through loading. Any ideas, Raman? Well, I
1: think, I mean... You want specific examples or do you want what you wrote on the whiteboard? <laughs> Tendon. You have tendons uh, for load and you have capacity for range. So <laughs> yes. restoring the joint, you mean like make, making your tendons stronger and more able to take the pounding?
0: Exactly. Right.
1: And do you want to go into specific examples?
0: Totally. Okay. Um, so this is where like every joint in your body has tendons that run across it in some form or fashion. I think I haven't.
1: Yeah, and in the gym, we'll call those your stability muscles, or you know the the smaller tendons, as opposed to your primary moving muscles. So, yeah, yeah.
0: And, and this is where like we look at if you go down the anatomy route, like kinetic tissue versus like tendon tissue is different, mm-hmm. and you have to do different things to it. Um, it's where like uh, those connective tissues that put big muscles together or connect them to bones, aka your joints. If they are not properly strengthened, um, you hurt in those joints. AKA, you ever have an elbow that hurts you from time to time? Most likely, it's where the tendon attaches to the joint, causing that. Unless, of course, you broke your elbow, and then the joint is messed up itself. But, but it's very rare. And it's <laughs> exactly. actually really
1: common to, to strain or um, stretch or tweak your tendons. You guys yeah. have all felt this,
0: if even if you don't know, you have. <laughs> well, it's where you wake up one morning, and you're like oh the front of my knee hurts for some reason and you start rubbing it and then all of a sudden you do a couple hip stretches you do a couple warm-up exercises and the front of your knee doesn't hurt anymore yeah
1: <laughs> and and just a little side note um you can give me the bunny ears for rabbit hole but um, it, it takes a lot longer to build strength in the connective tissue than it does in your primary muscles for instance a shoulder muscle, deltoid, will get strong really fast, where your rotator cuff, it just takes a lot longer. So you have to be really cognizant of that, that typically for most of us, our tendons and um, ligaments are weaker than our actual muscles. So anyway, that kind of goes into the range of motion on some of these examples and Mm -hmm. how we're loading that connective tissue because we want it to get as strong as your primary muscles, right? So that you can pound and stay injury free
0: and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. So one way in which we can improve tendon health is through loads under for a larger amount of time. So Mm -hmm. that's where we put tempos on lifts. Mm -hmm. If you remember back when we were all at home working out, we had days in which we did high volume reps. And then we had other days where we did low volume reps, but really, really slow tempos. Or I have a specific memory of probably Post traumatic stress disorder from holding <laughs> a 30 second split squat hovering off the ground by an inch um, with load.
1: Yeah. And,
0: and my feelings being very hurt. <laughs> but my knees felt better the next week because we started to isolate those positions and work in tempos and structures. So that's one way in which we utilize load and time to create adaptation to your tendons. Okay. Now, the other side of that, and this is where capacity comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, we all have ranges of motion about our joints. Some of them really good, some of them really bad. And we have to find ways in which to put our joints in the proper ranges of motion. Um, so that might mean increasing range of motion, that might mean decreasing range of motion. My hyperflexibility people, like you can go into a position that's unstable because you're so flexible. So we gotta pull you back in to stability. Um, and this is where like we can assess joints and we'll, we'll do a podcast later on how we assess joints, um, to see where the current ranges of motion are because the joint itself might have all the range of motion in the world and it might be the movement pattern that throws it off or Mm -hmm. things like that. So this is where at a certain point in time, I need to add capacity to my joint and get it moving more. Like if I can't bend my knee. I'm not going to be able to utilize it to its full potential and it's going to cause a problem elsewhere. Or Ben's wrist is always the example of this. Since I can't bend my wrist, I have to compensate for that through other things. And so what I work on is instead of loading my wrist, I work on creating more ranges of motion with it. Um, And And then you're right.
1: That intersection of that would be uh, getting strong in. All the range of motions. That's kind of the intersection of what we're talking about. Like you have a, let's say you have great flexibility, but you're weak in that, in certain positions. We all did overhead dumbbell carries the other day. And it was really frustrating for some people um, because they were able to get their arm over their head, but maybe didn't feel super great in the positions I was trying to put them in. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, that's just, you're, you're not, inflexible you just aren't strong there or you're just you could be stronger mm-hmm. i don't like using the word weak it's just there's always a potential for more strength and the more strength you get in these positions i mean again back to our initial why that we talk about all the time the more you're going to be able to do cool things outside the gym and in the gym uh you know we want you to be strong in every position 100 percent possible and that's kind of why we're talking about this mm-hmm. right um It's all the make good choices so that you get more choices.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Ooh, that was really
0: good. That was good. And I think you also led us into the next goal. Yep. Which is strength. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So this is super important um, because we want to look at two things. Again, load, range Mm -hmm. of motion. Mm -hmm. So bigger loads cause greater adaptation. So when I'm looking to change my body, whether that's create toned, develop muscles or create a bigger frame. So I walk through the door and people are worried that my shoulders won't fit. (laughs) Um, the sleeves or lose body mass. Yeah. So I have a leaner, more like defined physique. Yeah. Okay. There's more muscle there than there is adipose tissue. Yeah. Um, be able to jump higher, run faster, any type of goal like that, or be able to just live longer. Yeah. The greater your muscle mass is, the longer you live. <laughs> to a point, of course, there's there's caveats there. because um, especially if you break the system, you won't live long. So or you use certain drugs that break down the system oh to build gosh. that muscle mass. Bunny yep, ears. Bunny ears. That's a rabbit hole. Thank you, stop me. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um so we use load to force the body to react and adapt and recover. Yep. That's why we work out. Yep. We don't work out to Build more muscle. We work out to create an opportunity to recover and adapt from working out.
1: So in simple terms, we break you down. And then when you leave, you, you
0: build back up again with your you know, sleep, nutrition, blah, 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 blah. And that's what creates the changes you seek. Yep. And adaptations towards your goals. Whatever those goals might be. Um, and that's, that's why we do what we do. That's why you see different movement patterns, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Cool. So that's where we use load to do that. And we might do that load in a shortened range of motion. Because we can do it heavier, this is the total. Where sometimes I'll tell people, hey, um, squat just a little bit shorter because you'll, you'll lift a little more today. Yeah. And it's a competitive setting or a setting in which we are trying to move the most load possible. Well, we're possible.
1: prioritizing load over range.
0: I mean, Exactly.
1: That's, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes we'll, pro, you know, we will prioritize range over load. And that's kind of what we're talking about. Yeah, today.
0: exactly. Yeah. And, and, and knowing when and where. And maybe, oh, I've done load prioritization for a long time. Maybe I should do range prioritization yeah. for a long time. Or I've done range prioritization for too long. Now I need to do load prioritization.
1: Yeah, and we we kind of touched on that in the strength balance testing too. We were like, you know, if you did well in the heavy five, maybe you need to spend a little more time in the you know the stamina place, mm-hmm. or you know, vice versa. So, and that's the same thing here. Again, if you don't know. Where you are, ask us, because we know where you are in this in this spectrum, right? Yes. Okay. So that's strength. Did we talk about strength load and then strength uh, capacity?
0: Yes. And that's the next way you think of range. Yeah. Is if I have strength in greater ranges of motion, I have more capacity for muscle to develop and build. Um, this is where, if you will read research, like when they take joints or movements through greater ranges of motion it forces more of the muscle to react yeah so if you think about that oh more of my muscle is working aka more of my muscle is building
1: <laughs> aka you'll be able to do more cool stuff yeah
0: or <laughs> aka you're going to burn more fat yeah you're going that's to true. you're going to tone that muscle in a greater more defined way yeah this is why you if you ever watched a bodybuilder in a gym they will do partial repetitions and then they will do full range repetitions yep. because they're looking to build that muscle at the peak and at the end. And this is where you go strength curves and all those things. And Robin will give me the signal to not go down that rabbit oh, hole. Yeah. I
1: mean, we're talking about uh, doing cool stuff, but also looking cool in the way you want to. Exactly. So no, you can't spot reduce, but there are ways you can make that bicep bulge in a certain way. You know, if you really want to get into that nitty gritty, you
0: can. Yeah. And, and this is where the better we cause adaptation through the body. So like if you've never squatted to full range of motion and now all of a sudden you are squatting to full range of motion, your body's going to react to that differently. It's, Heck yeah. it's why you reacted differently the first time you came into the gym to now at times when you come into the gym. Like the first days you're like, oh my God, this is so terrible. Blah, blah, blah. I'm never going to make this out alive. And then later in life you're like, oh, wait. I'm adapting to this, I'm changing this, I'm more comfortable with this, blah, 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 blah. Um, And that's where range of motion can change that. Mm
1: -hmm. If you've ever been on a hike, you know, up steep trails with stones and lots of rocks, I just maybe have done this a couple times, (laughs) it's that capacity in that range. So think about, um, people think they need to train for a hike by running. Which they do, they need lung capacity, but your muscles need capacity in a certain range of motion and the deeper you can squat, for example, the higher steps you can climb up for longer Mm -hmm. without dying, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's my little image of capacity.
0: Well, or like, um, I'll go, if I have, um, if I have capacity to bend my knee fully, when I only have to bend it partially, it's going to feel better. Yeah. Um, and that type of stuff.
1: Yep. Uh, What's well, the Train last harder hole. than you compete. They always say, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we have really tall ropes in the gym. Well, you know, that's great. So maybe you can climb our 18 foot ropes, but when you go to a competition, they're only 15. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right. The last one is confidence. This one, we had a little hard time coming up with the word, but I love it.
0: Um, so this is how, this is the mental side. This yeah. is the escape the real world side. This is the, I am so freaking stressed from my stupid day today, Ben. I need to get out of my head. Yeah. This is, Ben, I am afraid and nervous for what is to come this next week. I need you to distract me for an hour. And, or this is, Ben, I'm worried because we have this big family hike and I don't know if I can keep up with people. Or, Ben, we're moving and I don't know if I'm gonna be able to help move the couch um this is where like we can help this is how we build the confidence we do it all the time yeah um this is also the oh ben i have more patience now with my crying toddler because i'm not doing burpees while my toddler's crying so i feel much better about myself (laughs) or the best example is oh i always feel better about my life when i'm off the bike
1: (laughs) when people come into the gym for the first time their goal is typically to look better maybe to feel better maybe it's a sport goal but the biggest amount of feedback i get are these surprise confidences like i was so shocked that i was able to do xyz and i owe it all to you like you know those kind of stories are first of all they're very satisfying for us but also this is this is the stuff we don't tell you in your free session when you first come in because you you don't understand it until you experience it Mm -hmm. so i love this category Mm
0: -hmm. um, of confidence so how does load create confidence, Robin?
1: Well, it's that whole thing. I mean, I'm, the, probably the scary, well, overhead's pretty scary, but like having a heavy back squat on you the first time is pretty scary, especially when we tell you you're not low enough, go lower. I, You know what I call it. I call it the oh shit place. You know, you're just like, oh my God, that is really intimidating. Um, but I remember Tamara Holmes, shout out, doing giving me this job. Sit down there sit down there no not longer 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 just hang out down there in that bottom of the squat and you'll feel more comfortable maybe but definitely more confident mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah that's the same thing i think of i don't think about much else when i'm pulling a big heavy deadlift big heavy clean snatch off the floor there there's not much thinking there there's nope. There, nope. it's it's oh shit go <laughs> yeah and or
1: and, or i'm jerking uh the mm-hmm. first time people jerk a heavy bar, they they are really scared. Rightly so. That's your biology protecting you. But if you do it a couple times, you're like, oh, my God, that felt amazing. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you have built confident.
0: You've overcome a fear. Yeah. And it's where you can get out of your head. Yeah. Very quickly. Yeah. Like, nobody wants to have a conversation when it's a heavy five by five.
1: Another one of those kind of little things about our type of fitness that's very unique is that you do scary things Mm -hmm. right you do scary things and you overcome them Mm -hmm. and yeah that's a rabbit ears again sorry
0: no that's good because i think that's where that's where we can use load and this is where having an ego is good absolutely you know of course ego is the enemy to quote famous books Um, but also you need a little bit of that so you go do things
1: yeah, it's not necessarily the enemy. It's, you You know, like everything else in here, you need to be, make good choices. And that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Making good choices. And mm-hmm. and you need that ego to help you, you know, overcome some of your bad mm-hmm. choices. Because mm-hmm. sometimes it's a bad choice to go too light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or to short your range of motion or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not a good choice for your goals. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and then range inspires ability is what you wrote.
0: Yes. So this is two. I have two examples of this. Okay. First example, everyone has been to a box jump that they thought was too high, was scary, nervous, didn't think they can do. And everyone at some point in time has jumped on a box they never thought they could do before.
1: True. I have jumped on a box I thought I could do that I couldn't. But True. But more often than not, it's the other way around.
0: But also, that's that, so I'll go back to that. Yeah. You tested your range mm-hmm. and you failed. But you didn't die. No. And I got some important data points. Exactly. But that that's the other thing is like you got okay with failure in that moment. Mm-hmm. In a very safe, yeah. you know. And you, it was okay. You know, you might have a, a, a scarred chin or, or, <laughs> or a, a good laugh, but um, most likely nothing happened.
1: But not to scare you for the, I mean, 99% of the time, you guys can jump higher than you think you can. Oh, at least once. 100%. <laughs>
0: yeah. And I think that's what's so cool about let me work in this greater range of motion than I never thought possible. Yeah. And then the other one of this is getting up off the ground. Yeah. Like I've worked with a lot of people where getting up off the ground was f- super scary. Um, so or, much
1: so that they didn't ever want to get down on the
0: ground. Exactly. Yeah. Um, or like touching the ground, playing with their kids on the ground. They were like, uh, uh-uh, this, this is, that's a no go zone. Um, and you're like, man, I, I've never had that problem. Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah you probably haven't had that problem for some of you, but I bet there are situations where you had to get up onto something or over something <laughs> you know whatever it is um you name it uh maybe you were a young gentleman who needed to hop fences so you could play catch or go practice at a football field or baseball field yeah that that you had to get up and over something yeah. <laughs> and so that's where I translate my on the ground to like that stimulus and that
1: <laughs> my mom rest her sweet soul um uh getting into our our guest bed and she's like i don't like this bed it's too low um robin how will how do i get better at getting up out of beds that are low like this i'm on i'll sit down on the bed and i'm a mom st- stand up and she did it and i'll do that 10 times <laughs> oh it's not that simple yeah mom it is <laughs>
0: But well, this is why after Murph, sometimes people are afraid to go to the bathroom. Because yeah. they know they have, to, they have to get back up.
1: So but you can do it. And this, how do you get better at this stuff? You do it. What's a
0: burpee, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. yeah. And if you're afraid of going to the nursing home like I am. Yeah, that's I, terrifying. Terrifying. You better get good at sitting on the toilet and standing back up. Because yeah, your relatives love you until they have to wipe your ass.
1: Mm. <laughs> it's true. So... Yeah. And then, in fact, I mean, that's a really good point when you are, if you're, let's say your kids want to put you in a home, an assisted living facility, there are, there are tests that they, there, there's criteria. Mm-hmm. They're called activities of daily living.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Can you go to the bathroom by yourself? Can you bathe yourself? Can you dress yourself? Can you feed yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, don't, you, the, anyway, that's another rabbit hole. But um, <laughs> <laughs> you You said getting off the ground. That's a good enough one. Yeah. So, okay. So I just want to kind of, um, summarize. So we're talking about range versus load. Oh, what's your goal? Make decisions, um, based on your goals. Um, um, restoring joint health, strength, and confidence. These are kind of the things that you should go through your mind when you're kind of making these decisions. And this is what goes through our mind when we're helping you make these decisions. Um, and one thing I asked Ben to do is let's come up with some examples in the gym, some common examples you see in the gym. Yeah. Yep. Where you'll come up with, do you have something first? I'm going to add something real okay, quick sorry. first.
0: Um, and this is where it's really important to get clear on what the goal is for the day and for the long term.
1: Yeah. Cause they could be
0: two different things. Well, yeah. and it's where like, Hey, we're going to do load today because that's the goal of today. Yeah. Or like, Hey, we're going to do range of motion today because that's the goal of today. And that might be how we program it. You're talking about the group classical. Group classical. So yeah. And that could be how we program. But also I might go look at you and go, Hey, I see it on your face. This is not working today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see you either didn't sleep, sleep, or you got yelled at at work all day. Um, so let's pick which goal would inspire you and make you feel better today. Yeah. And and then at a certain point I'm gonna go, Hey, we've picked that same goal for a month now. We gotta do the other one. Yeah. And it's not because we wanna take one away or put you into the yiki space or like anything like that. It's like, no, no, no. I'm trying to balance this spectrum here.
1: And sometimes you need a little push to try something that you you know, that is a little scary maybe for you. Um, so that you see the benefit of it. Exactly. And you experience like, Whoa, that was cool. I want more of that.
0: Yeah. And that's how we keep you healthy in the gym and working out. Yeah. So,
1: and you know, we were talking about this before we hit uh, play or record. Sorry. Uh, This is a relationship. It's a collaboration. We're giving you our, you know, expertise, but you're also telling us what's going on inside you. And we want to work with you to find the the right solution for you that day. Um, So we might push a little, but we're not trying to tell you what to do. We're trying to help you. And then you, you know, can work with us. And that's really the goal.
0: And if you don't want to collaborate with us, then I'm going to come live with you 24-7 and get all my data points so I can then figure out what's the right answer for you. Oh my
1: gosh, that sounds super fun, doesn't it? Yeah, So, so
0: talk to me with what's going on and then be open to the solutions I can give you. Yeah. Cool, so let's talk examples here, Robin.
1: All right. Well, we're going to talk about load and range of motion, and we're going to start with the one that started, that inspired this podcast. We're going to start.
0: <laughs> There's so the, many that inspired this w- podcast. That, it was one
1: you, you, that you start you stated, was the lunge.
0: Yes. So, a proper lunge is where you stride forward or backward, take whichever knee is not the working leg, to the ground, and then return to the standing position. With control. With control. In yes. good form. yes um so there are lots of ways in which to either increase range of motion with the lunge or decrease range of motion with the lunge there's lots of ways to load the lunge i think we've experimented with about all of them um so where i would caveat some things is like say today is a lunge strength portion this is where maybe i would look at somebody and go hey you're not controlling that knee to the ground. It's crashing. And then your other knee's crashing in. Let's shorten this. Let's put an ab mat with a plate underneath it. So we're going to a shorter target. So you know where to go and you can control there. Um, and I might let you load that a little bit more based on some things. Or maybe you're dealing with some knee stuff. And I might go, oh, okay. Well, let's let's work a tempo in the range that doesn't hurt. And wow. build that knee tendon up and the, all that stuff and that structure. But then at the same time, I'm going to pair that with you of how do I get that knee to fold and move more? Mm -hmm. I have a client right now. He tore his meniscus a while ago. He tore his MCL a while ago. So one knee, he does not have confidence in in range of motion. Yeah. I don't, I think part of it is the way in which it healed and he'll be the first to tell you that. Yeah. So one thing we're working on, and it was very obvious because you look at the way one knee bends and moves and you look at the way the other knee bends and moves and we go, Oh, So we got to help here. Yeah. Um, So what we're doing for him is he's still doing all the movements in the gym to the range of motion he can control. But I added as homework for him, hey, in unloaded environments and with maybe some assistance, you're going to make this knee go into greater ranges of motion. If it becomes painful beyond a 5 out of 10 when you're in that range of motion, come back a little bit and then try it again. If it still stays that way or you finish and the pain spikes after you do it, stop. Um, and we're playing around with that with them. And what they find is it is uncomfortable. It is a big old stretch. They don't enjoy it. But the moment they stop, everything feels fine. And so we're playing around with that. And over time, it's getting better and better. And that's, that's how we use both load and range to help that. Yeah. And so this is where like, hey, maybe you come in and you're like, oh, I don't want to do an assisted lunge today. Okay, cool we're going to shorten that range of motion to something you can control and allow you to load it. But if you're constantly doing that, I'm going to then challenge you and go, Hey, let's do an assisted version of this because this is what we would like to call a pistol.
1: (laughs) Well, also if you stop going into a range of motion forever, it will be forever. You Mm -hmm. will lose, you know, ask your grandma to put her arms over her head and nine times out of 10, that is not going to happen for them Because mm-hmm. they haven't done it in years mm-hmm. So yeah So that's one of the reasons we might say You're like my knee hurts when I go that deep Well you know We don't want to hurt you But we also want to find a safe way To put you through a range of motion So that you don't lose the ability to do that
0: And that's where if you ever follow the PT route in physical therapy and rehab route they, they measure ranges of motion Oh yeah
1: And they don't care how much it hurts you to get to, I've, I worked in a PT office for many, many years
0: and yeah, it's rough. It's rough. But that's how they restore the yeah. joint and get you back there. In
1: And there's a time frame that, mm-hmm. you know, you again, use it or lose it. And, and uh, so that's really something. And we've all kind of experienced that where we're like, this doesn't feel good. I'm not going to do it. And then the longer the time goes by, it the more it, difficult it gets. It gets worse and yeah, worse and worse.
0: worse. It's like, Oh, I'm going to take a week off for vacation from the gym. Oh, it doesn't feel good in the gym. So I'm going to take another week off and then I'm going to take another week off. I'm not ready yet.
1: Or, I mean, a really simple example is you're sore from whatever, like everybody who did yesterday, yeah. pretty sure those loaded lunges, you're going to be sore and you're going to not want to sit down and stand up or you're not going to want to do air squats in the warm up. Do them because it'll just make it harder if yeah, you don't well, do
0: it. But it's also where like we don't prescribe lunges every day, right? <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> and so that's, that's the balance there. Yeah.
1: All right. So, and, and a couple of other things, uh, let's keep using the lunge. We talked about confidence, um, going through that range of motion, even though it's a little scary, the more you do that, the more you're going to gain confidence. Um, so if you're trying to choose, should I load this? Should I not load this? Should I use the rings to help me? Should I not? Should I go all the way to the floor? Ask our help, you know, obviously say what your goal is, but ask for our help and we'll give you, we have so many options here. Mm -hmm. That's great. Our example of, uh, of, oh, I love this one. The pull up again <laughs> yesterday, pull up work. Um, we talked about it in class. Uh, the, the range of motion is chin over bar to, that's the minimum range of motion for a pull up is the chin over the bar and then the straight arms at the bottom. Yeah. Right. So we want that whether you needed to assist it or not. Um, that's the minimum. So reaching your head up and bend, calls it lovingly the Pez dispenser that's shorting your range of motion on that movement Um, you're not we're not shaming you you're not a bad person a lot of people do this but you're shorting yourself you're robbing yourself of that top range of motion and you will never get strong in that range of motion if you don't pull that bar under your chin as opposed to reaching for it there's a couple inches there that you're robbing yourself of right
0: it's where we as a CrossFit community have done a disservice slightly to the pull up. Where we value chin over the bar.
1: Yeah. Anyway, anyhow. Of, yeah.
0: And we go, oh you gotta do ten reps of that. Yeah. And so you start to change things to do that. Yeah. And it's where like, oh, I'd rather you do five reps where you're pulling your throat to the bar almost, yeah. or your chest to the bar, yeah. and then returning to that dead hang. That's going to be more beneficial to your shoulder, your pulling, blah, blah, blah. And it's going
1: to give you more pull-ups. It's yes. going to give you more pull-ups in your Cindy and your Murph and all that. Um, so that's the range of motion. So loading the pull-up, and I, I, want this, I like this example so much, and we talked again about this yesterday. Loading the pull-up, it's not a, zero, it's not a binary zero-one. right? It's not you either have a pull-up or you don't. You all have pull-ups. You all have full-range pull-ups. You just need to change the load. Mm-hmm. In the pull-up, it can be a little tricky because you have to change your body weight. Basically, <laughs> I mean that's the load on a on a you know an unweighted, unassisted pull-up is your body weight. Mm-hmm. Well, some of us can't get in that full range of motion. With our full body weight. So what do we do? We take some weight off by putting a band under you or putting a box under you or having a partner assist
0: you. We're basically deloading you. Yeah. And right? nobody will let me cut a leg off. No. <laughs> I keep asking and yeah. nobody will let me.
1: That is one way to decrease the load. <laughs> I think that is what Ben is saying.
0: I got the solution to your 30-pound weight loss goals. Exactly. I got it.
1: So, So, again, I know a lot of you don't want to put a band on, but... It really it will help you get range of motion. It will help you get volume. It'll help you get stronger in that range of motion. Um, and then, if you want to add even more load to your body weight, it's not challenging enough. We add. Then we start putting actual weights on you. Mm-hmm. So that that's your progression. That's your spectrum there, right? Mm-hmm. So that's loading and then that range of motion. Again, we want you to pull that bar down as far as you can because that's making you strong in a larger range of motion, which is going to allow you capacity to do way more cool things. Think muscle up. Think chest to bar pull-ups. Think pulling yourself up um, if you are a rock climber. You know, all of that stuff, pulling strength. So when we see you guys shorting that, um, not to mention, throwing your head back is really bad for your neck and your discs and all that stuff. So, that's the PEZ dispenser.
0: Well, anybody who complains of neck pain, shoulder pain, and they're PEZ dispensing, I'm like, you do realize you're putting yourself in that same exact position that causes the neck and shoulder pain that you're trying to avoid.
1: Yep. So, it's that neutral spine we always talk about. Yep. So, that's, that's just a little side note on PEZ dispenser pull ups. Um, let's skip to, uh, let's skip to squats. I like this, um, quarter squat. We've all seen the not to fold depth squat verse, and then all the way down to the too far squat. You've gone too far. Um, and we call that the butt Mm wing or you've lost tension in the bottom. Um, so finding that range of motion, again, it could be different every time you squat based on what the goal is that day. Do you want to talk
0: to squat? Yeah. Okay. So this is where the goal is very important to the outcome. Like people will make fun of NBA players for not squatting to depth. And I go, well, wait a minute. Look at their frames, look at their systems, and also look at their knee pounding of playing two hours of basketball. And so where the coaches is going, oh, we're going to squat really high today, get the same adaptation in our legs, and then we're going to go through stretches to get the knee range of motion back. Um, I've seen some people actually increase their squat by doing this. They do pen squats, building down, and then full range of motion split squats to get the blood flow and the knee joint health and the tendon health. love it. Um, and there's all sorts of ways to do that. Now, a caveat that like sometimes you get scared and you load up the bar and you need that break for today and you go as far as you think you should go and it's only a quarter of the way down. It's okay. It's not great. But it did something to you. So I'm going to give you a pat on the back. Um, and then I'll tell you, hey, let's try again a little deeper. And hopefully you do it. It's, it's where like max out days, yeah, I want you to go to where you're successful. It's why powerlifters only squat to just that slight bit below parallel. And that's where the sport allows it. And it's beautiful. And I'm not going to argue with a single one of them that they're not strong. Because mm-hmm. they're strong. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's beautiful. It's great. They've done something there. At the same time, you'll watch them in the off season go through greater ranges of motion because they know they need to rebuild their hips. They know they need to rebuild their knees and things like that. And that's where we can get you in that. Now, take me, for example. I had a butt wink for the longest amount of time. And it was because I didn't know how to brace properly into the bottom of my squat. So I relaxed down there. So retraining my squat, retraining my patterns, opening up my hips, opening up my ankles, and manipulating that motor pattern has allowed me to squat deeper, but I still butt wink at a certain depth. So that's where we go, Ben. That's not a safe range of motion for you. We will find that range of motion in other ways. So I'll do front foot elevated split squats. I'll do higher step ups and I'll do other things to create that range of motion around my knees and my hips to have that. Which will make you stronger in the two-footed version. Yes.
1: Yeah, it's... Yeah, it is unsafe. This is why people are like, what's a butt wink? If you don't know what a bunk, butt wink is, it's it's just basically your lower spine moves under load we don't want that yeah in any in any movement we want that spine to be neutral stay neutral you can move it as soon as you're done loading it right um and we keep that still by bracing so if if ben's butt winking it's because he's lost at least partially his brace at some point in that range of motion. And now he's
0: exposed himself to injury. Mm-hmm. And that can be a loss of brace strength and function. Yeah. Or it can be my joint structure doesn't allow that. And both are, both are part yeah. of losing my brace. Sometimes
1: you're not bracing, not because you're not trying, but just because your body's not able to do it in that position. Yeah. And, and, that's, and we we can see that you might not be able to feel it. Most people can once you train yourself to Um, but if we see you, they're like, don't, I want to go this deep. And you were like, not today, not right now. That's not available to you.
0: Right. And I'll give another example. I recently had a client start. Um, she was nervous about squatting, um, had a good squat to just below parallel. And then I told her, Hey, let's try this today. And she squatted five more inches down. Yeah. This, this is not a very tall person, by the way. Um, and she came back to me three days later and go, Ben, I've never felt so strong in my squats since doing that. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, now you have this greater range of motion, greater ability to access more muscle and greater ability to move through it. And so, yes, you're going to be stronger in the other things that you want to do. And she has some very specific goals and I'm like, cool. Now we can actually get you there because we're training in this different range. And she's like all on board.
1: So So again, it's not, shouldn't I be at this specific depth? You know, it's very much a CrossFit thing. You need to be below parallel. There are, we just gave you a bunch of caveats, so I won't reiterate them, but check in with us. We might challenge you. I know Ben has challenged me to go a little deeper on my squats and I've never regretted it. You know, it's like, oh, that's, I didn't realize I could even do that. And again, we're back to that confidence thing. It builds your confidence. So, um,
0: so yeah. And it's where, like, if you've had a bad day. We might go, hey, let's load it in a shorter range of motion so you feel better about yourself. Or you get out of your head because you know when that 200-pound bar is on your back, you can't think about any of the shit in the day. Or go, oh, you're stressed because you had a bad day. Let's do something a little lighter in a greater range of motion and yeah. work on those. Yeah. Like we Technique
1: can, day, I call them. Yeah, we <laughs> can
0: adapt that. We can turn the dial in all sorts of manners and ways. Yeah. And if you just keep the dial set on the same setting, it's where it breaks down.
1: Yeah, and if you don't know, you mix it up. <laughs> I like, I loaded and just went just a parallel for a couple weeks. Now I'm going to lighten it up and try to go a little deeper and work on my bracing or whatever. Like, mix it up a little. Try new things. It also keeps it really interesting. It's mm-hmm. really, it's more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you're doing pull Maybe you have a couple strict pull-ups and you're, like, super stoked. But now you're like, I really want to work on my chest to bar. So I'm going to put a band under and I'm going to do higher volume and or pause or tempo or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mix it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, we have a couple more examples. We are, you know, we wanna kind of wrap this up, but I really do wanna talk about the push up. Um, a lot of people don't, uh, outside of this gym, uh, in other settings, have weird ranges of motion for their, or weird motor patterns for push ups. And we get really strident about it, and I get a lot of pushback sometimes on it, um, but it's very, and I don't wanna get into the details because it's pretty straightforward. The, the deeper your range of motion, the stronger you're going to get in that range of motion. Why do we want your chest to touch the floor? Because we want you to get strong in that position. Why do we make you lock out your arms at the top? Because we want you to get strong in that position. Like It's pretty straightforward. So when we're yelling at you about your push-ups, that's why. It's and We can put parallettes and have you do deficit. We can do hand sampled. Like We want you strong in these positions. That's it. I mean, it's, that's pretty straightforward and it's healthier for you.
0: It's a hundred percent healthier for you. Just think of stopping short of something and how much that bothers any joint in your body and how much of a struggle that is. That's where we're going with that. The better I can control that range of motion, the healthier you're going to feel.
1: And we're putting you in an elevated surface in your push-up to help you get stronger and keep you safe. Mm -hmm. So please try that kind of stuff. Again, it's the same as the pull-up. Maybe you have one or two perfect, strict push-ups to the ground, but that's it. And then something falls apart. Don't, you know? We don't want you to keep pushing in short ranges and bad positions. We want you to push in a good position. So that's why we'll sometimes elevate you when a push-up.
0: Yep. And it's just like loading the bar. You would change it, the weight for like 15, a 15-rep exactly. set and a 2-rep set. Absolutely. Those are two different loads. Yep. So yeah. we got to think of that with push-ups and pull-ups in any body weight movement.
1: And then uh, the shoulder. I think we talked about a little in that those overhead carries. There, you know, I call it the sweet slot, and a lot of people struggle with this with the overhead, especially single arm. You know, there's a sweet spot for you based on where you're strong, um, and then that sweet spot that's really healthy for you might feel really uncomfortable because you're so used to getting around it and compromising it because it's weak. Mm -hmm. so um, let us help you with those positionings and and holding those positions and pushing into those positions because that's going to make you stronger and keep you healthier talk about back all the way circling back to that joint health that shoulder especially on a certain gender is it really wants to be weak and delicate so I mean this is a great way to bomb proof it
0: yeah and I have a great client who we're kind of it's not quite frozen shoulder but it's pretty frozen Mm -hmm. (laughs) um we work strengthening in a range of motion they can control and own so their shoulder's getting stronger and then we work exercises to create range of motion very unloaded we do hangs we do other things that get that range of motion there so that they can reach up in their kitchen grab the olive oil thing that's way above their head and be able to grab it with both hand one hand instead of two yeah or the hand, that the shoulder that doesn't work. And that's our goal. And then there's a whole bunch of other goals around that shoulder of, oh, we need to be able to have that range of motion to be able to do what we want. And so it's this fun game of, okay, we're making the shoulder strong, we're making it healthy, but now let's increase the range here. And there's all sorts of games you can play with any joint like that. Yep, load versus,
1: okay, so load versus range. Hopefully we've made a case with our, with our examples.
0: Um. Hopefully you do both. Like, I well, think. that was what
1: I think that's what the, <laughs> the, the whole podcast is about. Like n- knowing to knowing when to do which, um, mixing it up, and then checking in with the coach and talking about it because there's opportunities to do all of these in the in within the programming. So just ask us. Um, what should I be doing? Yeah, and you could even phrase it: is it a load day or a
0: range day? And we'll have that programmed. Mm-hmm. But then also, we'll, any coach has the capacity, the knowledge base. In the uh, permission, mm-hmm. for lack of term, to do that. Like, they, go, they look at you and go, oh, yeah, let's, let's do this instead. Yeah. And it might be, oh, Ben said range of motion day, range of motion day. And you're like, nah, nah not for you today. <laughs> and that's okay.
1: And we have, you know, we definitely have communication styles that might not be uh, kind of your thing. So please let us know if we're communicating these things and we're making our suggestions in a way that you're receiving them well, And if we're not, let us know. Because we that's our goal. That's our goal. It's, again, it's not to tell you what to do. It's not to boss you around. It's not to control you. It's to help you. So if you're not feeling helped, please let us know. And we will figure out a way to to get that point across better. Yeah.
0: And if you're open to help, it will help.
1: It will help you <laughs> get help if you're open to help. <laughs> that's,
0: that's, the, that's the way you solve things. Right? So it, it comes from both sides. So I hope everybody's doing both. Yeah. Yep. Cool. All right, Robin, I think we've covered range, load, and all the fun. So thank you all. Enjoy your day, and we'll take you through greater ranges of motion with heavy loads. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
1: <laughs>